All right. We've already learned about unforgiveness, which is what kind of spot? Unknown. Because you never know when unforgiveness is going to creep up. You could be already thought you forgive everybody, and then a year later, you unforgiveness rises up. How do you know? Anger, bitterness, all those things is the sign that you this to show you that you still have unforgiveness, and it comes at an unknown moment. Do you know what I mean? Come on, I love this. I'm just thinking of Marvin. You can you can be in a family, and there could be a death, right? And you can think you've forgiven everybody, but that death could start rising something up. You get what I'm saying? So it's unknown. We have to live the lifestyle of forgiveness so that we can deal with. But we already now know that it's defenses, bitterness, envy, pride, anger. Now that jealousy, now that we know the defenses, we know exactly when it's time to what? Seek forgiveness up from God for yourself and to another person. Shame is different. What type of spot is shame, everybody? Hidden. That means deep down, you really know you have it. You know the lie. You deep down know it. You don't deal with it. It is hidden. But God sends a circumstance so that the hidden things can be what? Revealed. Because he needs to get that lie exposed so you can move on and do what you're called to do. All right, so rejection. Rejection is called the blind spot. Today I had a vision this morning in my worship. And my vision was, anybody in here have sunglasses? I had a vision where everybody had the sunglasses on their face. Because when you wear sunglasses, I could be looking here, but I could be looking right here. Okay? That means I'm blocking somebody from knowing my truth. I'm faking them out, aren't I? When you play poker and people wear what? Sunglasses. They're trying to block a truth. Okay? Yes. They're trying to block a truth. Well, I remember growing up, and my parents would always go places, and the first thing, even in a lighted building, my parents would put their sunglasses on. Now, that could be an element of shame, right? But what the Lord was showing me this morning is when we block ourselves from seeing truth. Do you get what I'm saying? We can't know the truth. So rejection is actually a blind spot, but it's a blind spot within you. When we drive a car, and you know you got to switch lanes, you know when you look over to the left side, there's a what? There's a big blind spot. That's why you gotta, you can't just look at your rear. You gotta really turn and look because you don't know what's about to block side you. Rejection is something that when we sow into it, it's gonna bring back something that blindsides us. Alright? So when we sow rejection into a person's life, into ourself or anything else, be prepared. The enemy now has a blind spot to bring something upon you. Now, I know you've all felt this. If you were used to sow rejection to somebody, come on, think about a time you were so angry at somebody and you just really wanted to let them know it, but they didn't know you were going to come and let them know it, right? Sometimes when we're used with for Satan that way to reject another, that means we were already what? Rejected, okay? So rejection is a blind spot. You don't know when it's coming, but if you're the one giving it out, you know, but you are wearing the sunglasses. Because you're choosing to only believe what you want to see, not what people see that you are seeing. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you're the giver of rejection, you're wearing the sunglasses because you're blinded to the truth. When you're about to receive rejection from somebody, you're driving the vehicle and you have no idea what's about to creep up onto your blind spot. You all guys get it? Blindness has to do with what? Seeing. Okay? 
So now, let me run some things down for you, which is very important. Rejection is the blind spot. Out of all three of them, shame and unforgiveness, rejection is an act, a state of mind. It's an act of a belief. Okay, now we're going to really hit something. We only act on what we believe, all right? So if you believe you're an angry person, it's okay to be angry with somebody, you're going to use anger to do what? Reject a person. Okay, see, all the spots start piling up, but the rejection is the one that you really are hurting an other and you're hurting yourself through an act. If rejection is in you and rejection's in me, they're going to play off on each other. And rejection is in all of us. There is a blind spot in all of us that we, you know when you don't want to walk into a room and be noticed, you want to put on your what? Sunglasses. You know when you're trying to work something you shouldn't be working because all of a sudden a car comes up in your blind spot. We actually experience these things. It's a state of mind. It's not real. That's what's so, that's, that's, it is really like a magic trick. Do you know how like, oh, well, how did they make that person levitate? How did they make this thing disappear? Do you know rejection is so false and it's a choice. We choose to reject a person because of a mindset. We've rejected for people for how they look. We've rejected for what they believe. We've rejected people for what they wear. We've rejected people for what they own. We can reject people for what they eat. Do you get what I'm saying? We can we can go through a long list, and everybody in here, just be honest, have you rejected a person? Yes. Have you had a moment where you just, like, just really treated somebody wrong, and then when you w- walked away, you knew you treated them wrong? Okay. Because rejection is a belief system in your soul that's blinded to your, your spirit can't even connect to that type of, that type of lie. But when your soul is dominated over your spirit, it just starts to act out. It's a state of mind. And you know when it starts? It starts the day you're born into the earth. Now, and I love this because God set it up. He set it up where Adam, he created out of what? Dust. And then he did what? Rift in life. But then he took a rib out of Adam. And when he took the rib out of Adam, he refilled the spot with flesh. Okay? He didn't refill the... Adam Adam walked in the glory of God. But when he took a part out of him, he filled that one part with flesh. Do you know we all came from heaven? But when we become birthed in the earth, we've now just entered what realm? The realm of the world. Sin. So think about this. We all have what? Flesh. Our flesh reacts to things that we believe. That's it. That's It's so powerful. Our flesh reacts to what we believe. So anytime that you have entered into rejection is because you already have experienced being rejected. Come on. This is, there are people here who have been rejected by their moms, rejected by their dads, rejected by their brothers, rejected by their sisters, rejected by their aunts, rejected by husbands, rejected by... Come on. We can be rejected by our dog. <laughs> our dog comes to the room, goes to somebody else, we're rejected, right? <laughs> Come on, how many times have you seen a cute little innocent baby and you want that baby to smile at you and it doesn't smile at you? It, it rejects you, right? You're like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Come on, have you ever had that moment where you want the baby to smile and the baby doesn't smile? Okay, I mean that, I'm entertaining that in a cute way. Rejection stops 
our movement right in the tracks. You know, you can't even go anywhere. If you're going to act out rejection, you can't move anywhere in Christ Jesus. All you're doing is you're moving off the path. The Lord put it in my head, if only God, if only is when the blind spot starts. If only I could have a great car. If only I could have this best job. If only this person would just give me $100, I could do this. How many people have done the if only? If only this, if only that, if only this. You know, in your mind, you're circling rejection. The moment you say, if only my life could have been like this, you're rejecting the life God gave you. If only I had straight hair. If only I had curly hair. If only I had whatever lack you have. We get into self-rejection when we say, if only. And see, God was showing me that it blinds us to seeing the good things God has in store for us. So we become, with rejection, we act on a state of mind, but we block ourselves from any movement. You can, if you have rejected another person, you have already rejected yourself. And see, give me, this is awesome. With rejection, the act is either to reject or to accept. So if we are in Christ Jesus, we have to first learn, I always tell everybody on this first row, we have to learn first to accept God and know that God loves us. On this row, we are learning to accept ourselves. And on this row, we are accepting other people. So every time we grow, we have to first accept that God accepts us and that Jesus Christ died for us to know who we were and whose we were. Give me Psalms 118.22. I'm going to give you a couple of verses to understand rejection. Because you have to know what position are you in. Do you know how many times we reject Christ? And then we want to just jump to God. But then if we reject Christ, we reject we reject God. But yet we came from where God is so we can be in the now to do what we're called to do. But I love this because God says every human being will have to choose me, not reject me. See, we can't even know who God is until we've accepted him, okay? And we've accepted Jesus. The word tells us, the stone which the builders, what? Rejected has become cornerstone. Now, so I want you to all think for a moment about all the times you've been rejected. Whatever you've been rejected, wherever you've been rejected, whoever rejected you, they were rejecting Christ, not you, but whatever the situation had to do with, you were the cornerstone of that moment. Do you know when things have to shift, there's a choice. I either have to accept or do what? Reject. I either, hey, we talked about it in the power choice. You're either going to accept and speak the words of, of the word or you're going to speak seeds of death. You know what I mean? You're either going to speak life or you're going to speak what? Death. Death brings what? Destruction. Death brings what? Cursing. And then life brings what? Life. The word of God brings life. Okay? So anytime you're in a moment and you can choose to accept or reject a person, okay, or you being the opposite, you are rejected or accepted, when somebody rejects you, they accepted, they, when somebody rejects you, they rejected the most important position of whatever that relationship is with you. You get what I'm saying? I mean, girls, let's talk about this in school. Girl groups. Right? Raise your hand if you knew that group that you just wish you belonged to. I just wish I could be a part of that group. I wish I could make it with that group. 
and then they rejected you. Raise your hand if you experienced that. Well, they just missed the best part of that group because they had to reject that person. Okay, boys, do you know what I mean? I don't know what boys, I'm a girl, but there's got to be something that boys want to be accepted by other boys, right? Come on, it's a, it's, but it's just different. It may not be the clothes you wear. It might, it might be how tough you are. The what? Oh, the jocks. Yeah, you got to look a certain way, act a certain way. And if you're not good at sports, yeah, I got what you're saying. If you don't fill in, you are what? Rejected. But you could be the best coach to that athlete. You know what I'm saying? So every person in here, I want you to start thinking of this. You have to accept yourself as a cornerstone for Christ Jesus on the earth. So it's you are the cornerstone of your life. And you've got to accept that position in Christ Jesus. Okay, so you guys good with that? All right, give me John 1.11. John 1.11. So I want you to think about that. If you have been rejected, wow, then that means whatever that situation that rejected you, you had a very important part of that. So that's why we're not to accept being rejected. We don't take it on. You, we, do, we need to not even be offended at the one who rejects us. You have to ask the Holy Spirit, why am I here? Because if they're rejecting me, then I must be a cornerstone. You guys getting it? If they rejected Christ, they rejected the cornerstone of building, of building the kingdom of God on the earth. Okay, we all came from heaven. I feel the anointing now. My body's burning up. That means each and every one of you here are a cornerstone. And if you, oh my gosh. And if they reject you, they rejected a pinnacle part of a build of something that had to happen. But then if we accept that rejection, we actually can cause something God wanted to build to fall because we didn't let ourselves be in place because we took the offense. Okay? We can't take the offense. It says he came to his what? Own. And his own did not what? Receive him. Okay? I When I look across this room, I do not see black hair, black skin, white skin, pink toenail polish. I don't see any of that. What you see is you see a bright light. You see a bright light in each person. You actually see the spirit being. That's how we got to look. And how do you see it? You see it right in the person's eye. Have you ever met somebody and your eyes just locked in? And you knew I know that person. And I don't know why I know that person. Because we're, we're of own. O-W-N. Do you know what that means? Oneness. To own in the world means possession. To own in the spirit means one. So... We are not possessions to each other. We are to become what? One. And see, he came to his own. Man, we can walk into a church and because it has a steeple, we think we're going to be received as what? His own. But then what happens? His own did not what? Hey, you can walk into, hey, you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Why are we not getting along? Why are we not accepting each other? Why are we not receiving each other? Why are we cutting each other down? Just because of a denomination? Just because of a belief? Okay? Remember, it's about rejection only comes based on what you believe. And then what you believe, you act. You know what I mean? Okay. So how many of us have felt that kind of rejection? You just got slapped across the head because of something. And it's not that somebody physically did it to you. I'm talking a spiritual slap. Come on. How many times have you ever felt a spiritual slap? Do you know what I mean? And it wasn't because it was the word. It was because somebody was really didn't like something about you. 
Remember, the word is a sword. It is. It pierces you. It's a two-edged sword. It's supposed to. The word is supposed to pierce you. But a person's love for you should not pierce you like that. A person's hate for you should not pierce you. Do you know what I mean? And that's why in this ministry when people come in, sometimes you, somebody will think, uh, they said that word, they must not love me. No, you, an act is when somebody will still come up and do what? Embrace you. Will hug you. They don't walk by and then snuff you off. You know what I'm talking about? Rejection turns its back because that's just what they believe and it's not even real about you. How many times have we believed it was real? And we believed it was real. Okay. Give me Psalms 27.10. So now you have to know people believe wrong things. But you can't even decide what they believe or what they don't believe because we have to just clean up what's in our soul. we got to clean up our belief system and then we have to act the position of Jesus Christ. So we're growing to be like Christ. We are going to be that cornerstone in every situation. The word says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will do what? Take care of me. All right. So the moment you walk into a building and someone ignores you, somebody rejects you, you get the spiritual slap. You got to remember, hey, I am accepted that the Lord will take care of me. Okay. That's how we, I really hit a point in my spiritual growth in this ministry. Nobody can offend me. I may not like something, but I'm really not offended by it. Because all I, I, Jesus, when he sat on the cross, when he said, forgive them, Father, for they just don't know. God, I want you to really think about this in rejection. If somebody is rejecting you or something, they really just don't know the truth. But yet, it says the more spiritual person has to be more responsible and knowing who cares for them. I can't worry about if Jolanda cares for me. I have to keep caring for Jolanda. Jolanda could come to this class and get offended every time, get offended every time. But my job is to teach her who cares for Jolanda. The Lord. The Lord will care for her every need. My job is just to do what? Love her. Accept her. Honor her. Be forgiving. Help her with those things. That's each and every one of our jobs in every situation and every person we met. Our job, you have to think about it. The moment you feel like you want to turn, do the spiritual, like, slap. <laughs> when you just want to turn and you don't even know why you want to do it, you need to go do what? Accept that person. The person you don't want to accept is the person you have to accept because it's what's changing you. And then you get to a point you just accept everybody. You really can accept everybody. You can listen to everybody's situation. You can meet them right where they're at. And that's where you really become the cornerstone. And if they still reject you, it's all okay. Because they just haven't learned that yet. So you don't hold it against them. You don't judge them. Isn't that an awesome place to be? I'm telling you, I mean, I really, I remember hitting this stride where no, I even used to say it in the teaching, nobody can offend me. And then boom, boom, test, right? And then I, And then it was like, I passed the test. And it was amazing because that's when you really know the love of Christ can bubble up in you to help another because you really love everybody. You really see the beauty of what God is doing in them. But everything starts when we're born in this earth with a mother and a father. And I, everybody, some people are born in this world and they don't even ever know their real mother or father. Do you know what I mean? But praise God, there's adoption, right? Okay? But this is why we say adoption, those are lucky kids. 
because Jesus, uh, Jesus came on the earth to reconcile us so God could do what? Adopt us. We are adopted citizens of heaven. So we have to know who takes care of us, the Lord. Gene, we were talking about this other day. We've got to get people in this ministry not to trust man, to only trust God. Love man. Trust God. Give me this next verse. Go ahead and give me Psalms 94:14. Do you know that acceptance is a gift of God? God created us to really grow and learn how to accept others. It says, for the Lord will not cast off his people, nor will he forsake his what? Okay, key thing. Jesus is waiting for us to come back to him. We are his inheritance. He's sitting up there. He's already given us the playbook, right? He's given us the heart. But we enter in the world and we get what? Rejected. We get shamed. We get people don't. We, we learn unforgiveness. But so we'll call back to him, and then we become his inheritance. Do you know, oh, this is deep. God created the heavens. God created the earth. He created the animals. He created the, the water. He created creepy crawly things. He created the sun. He created the moon. He created the stars to do what? He, mm, he created all those things to serve us. He said, I created these things and I allotted them to all the nations. That means, why do we have the sun and the moon to tell what? Time. Why do we have the stars? Why do we have these things? They place things in God's order, but they're to serve us. How many of us in here are serving what is supposed to serve us? Give me Deuteronomy chapter 417. Okay, I know this is taking a little bit of turn, but this is very important. People are not making it out there in the world because they are serving the things of the earth that are supposed to serve them. Now, I'm going to pick money for an example. Money is a dollar. I can rip it up. I could burn it up, and it's gone, right? That The dollar is made out of substance of the earth. Money is I, money. I do not serve it. It serves me. Now, I, I want you to really get this. When we start getting up to work our job every day, now this has to do with rejection. When we get up every day and God created this earth for us and we wake up to go to work to earn money to pay our bills, you're living a lie. You are serving what God created to serve you. If you get up in the morning and you say, I am seeking my creator, Father, in the name of Jesus, I am giving you first, what are we doing today? And then you go off to work and your work serves you. Your job is to serve your mission in Jesus Christ. You guys have to start waking up and know, I'm the cornerstone. I'm the cornerstone of my job. We, we can't look at our jobs like we are slaves because now we be, we serve what's supposed to serve us. All right, this is I know this is deep. Deuteronomy oh, 4, 4.19. 4.19. I want you to get this. We re if we get, don't get up in the morning and seek God, we are rejecting what he has planned for us for the, day, for the day because we've already decided I'm stuck. How many people have had that? I'm stuck in that marriage. I'm stuck in that job. I am stuck with these people. I am stuck. I am stuck. How many, we, we've all thought that. It says, take heed lest, lest you lift your eyes to the heavens. And when you see the sun and you see the moon and you see the stars, 
all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them. How do you know you're worshiping? You Come on, how many of us become a slave to time? Oh, I don't have enough hours in the day. Oh, I don't have time to worship God. I don't have time to read the word. Then what was called to serve you, you are serving it. And you are rejecting your position for the day. You're rejecting your position for the day. Okay, it says, you feel driven to worship them and do what? Serve them, which the Lord God has given to all the people under the whole heaven as a heritage. God gave us the earth. He gave us the heavens. He gave us the moon. He gave us the stars. He gave us the fish. And if you go back to the verses, it goes the creepy crawly things, the things that live in the ocean, the things that fly in the air. There's a, you know, there is a servant that even called the moon to stop in the middle of the day. They might be able to know that story. The sun, who was it? Jeremiah? Joshua called the sun to stop, and it did what? It stood still. Come on! Who are we serving? Who, who are we serving? What are we worshiping? Okay? We actually serve the created thing, and then we wonder why we're rejected. When we rejected, when we've rejected the power of Christ in us for those things to serve us, all right, so it says, which the Lord God has given to all the peoples, another version says all the nations, under the whole heaven as a heritage. We already received the heritage of being able to, for the earth to serve us when we know what the power of Christ in us. How many of us reject that? Sometimes we reject that. We become slaves to our problems when we're supposed to be able to get the answers right away from Christ. Go ahead and go to the next verse. Give me 420. Deuteronomy 4.20 says, But the Lord has taken you, he's taken every single one of you, and he has brought you out of the what? Iron furnace. That means he's taking you out of the spot of unforgiveness. He's clearing out the spot of shame. He is dealing, he's taking out the spot of rejection. He is taking you out of, now he takes you out of the iron furnace and out of Egypt. That bondage is when you have bondage to serving what to serving the lie you serve the lie instead of serving the creator who put you in this earth to advance the power to be his people which is what again an inheritance as you are this day i love this i just want to kiss you all everybody in here is an inheritance you're an inheritance to me i'm an inheritance to you christ is in us we are inheritance to each other but not if I'm getting up and I'm serving the creature and not the creator. If I'm serving money and money is not serving me, then I'm not walking in the inheritance. If I am rejecting people because of the way they look, they smell, the way they talk, how what they do, then guess what I just did? I just rejected. Now, here's this. In each and every one of us is Christ Jesus. We cannot, we cannot reject God's creation. You can't. Oh, there's a verse. You know what? I read this. It says, Moses, God so loved Moses. Guess what was one of the reasons it says in the word why God loved Moses? He loved Moses because he was kind to the animal. God trusted Noah because to collect the ark, even though everybody thought he was crazy. But God entrusted him with caring for the animals. A man, have you ever seen a guy kick a dog? You know what I'm saying? That's just terrible. If you can't love what God has created, then you're, you can't serve the Creator. And Moses was seen when he was off with Jethro's camp 
It was noted how well he tended the sheep. It was noted how well he took care of the animals. He was kind to even the animals, the word says. Right. We've got to love what God created. We have to honor what God created. We have to accept it. But it really, why do we, it serves us. Oh, the love bugs. <laughs> the love bugs test your, test your, <laughs> the love bugs test your patience. We're watching them have sex, you know, and hitting them all. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. No, praise God. I want everybody to get this. Because we live in rejection because we reject the things that are created and we reject what is supposed to serve us. Even Jesus washed the feet of his disciples because he says, I have to serve you. Jesus had a lot more power than his disciples. When we can get that mindset that there are things set in the earth to serve us and if we don't learn how to be kind to them, then how are we going to have dominion in those areas? So that think about this, even with money. With money, you have to you have to be generous. The word says that you have to be a generous and cheerful what? Giver, or God's not going to give you. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you're serving the money and you're not allowing the money to serve you by being generous to it. See, and the word tells us everything we should do with everything he's created. But if you worship what he created and not him, then you will always be a slave to it. All right. And I know that was a little bit off the path, but I thought it was good. We must appropriate the truth by faith. So, remember, if you reject anybody or somebody rejects you, they believe a lie. They believe a lie. A lie, we only have lies because we don't know the truth, okay? So, it then becomes reality in our hearts. So whatever we believe becomes a reality and we start acting on it. How do you know it's in Christ? You accept it and you're kind to it. How do you know it's not Christ? You reject it. I really want you guys the next couple weeks as we start breaking down rejection into the defensive. How many times do you feel a rejection rise and you want to reject somebody? You get what I'm saying? I love this. In marriages, I mean, we, we deal with it all the time in marriage counseling. Because you're going to get on each other's nerves, right? 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 I'm looking at the marriages in the house. It's normal. But God is just working out. He wants you to accept the other person, whether it's a boss, whether it's a child. But our acceptance, our kindness to that creation is really what changes us, is when we're kind to it. All right. So to accept is to know so, not to hope so. To know so. to ex- You can't accept anything you don't know. It's not about them. If you don't know Christ Jesus, then you're, you're, you're hoping one day the world will be a better place. You're hoping one day you'll have money. You're hoping one day you might do this. When you have to know your inheritance in Christ Jesus, you have to know your position. You have to know your dominion. You have to know his authority. Or you are always going to be moving in a realm of rejection. And then all you're going to do is because you haven't received it, you're rejecting someone else. You're like, if I haven't gotten it, they're certainly not going to get it. (laughs) You know what I mean? We can only give what has been given to us. Give me Luke 10, 16. I want everybody to start knowing the promises of God, not hoping. You know, in the Old Testament, 
they were hoping for the Messiah. In the Old Testament, they were hoping for the Christ. Okay, where do we live? We live in the time where we know so. Faith is now. There is no miracles are now. There is no waiting. It's it's do you know it? Okay, and I love it because Satan works false humility in us. He works false faith in us. We have to know that in Christ Jesus there is no sickness. The word says, he who hears you, he who hears you, hears what? Me. He who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. Well, now, when I go to Jolanda, or if I go to um, Christina, and I actually start rejecting them, and they're from heaven and Christ is in them, I just did this. I just, she could be talking to me about something and she could really be trying to talk to me and then I blow her off. I just, I'm not even going to listen to Christina. I'm just, Christina's too young. She's too this. She's too that. I'm just going to walk away from Christina. And then all I did was what? I rejected Jesus. I rejected God. I rejected that person. Do you know what I mean? And there, and rejection is something that's an act. It's a state of mind. You can feel it off of somebody. Come on. Everybody knows what rejection feels like. All right, so I want you to know. We want to know so. We don't want to hope so. Now, we hope in eternal life because God says there is a great place for us later on. We hope in that eternal life. But we've got to know we already what? Have it. Okay, we have to know it. We can only give what has been given to us. The Word tells us. Do you know you can only love as much as Christ has loved you? So if somebody new comes in the store and they treat us all terrible, do you know what I'm saying? You just know that they haven't experienced the what? The love of Christ. Okay, here we go. Rejection means this. Rejection means to cast off. Rejection means to refuse to receive or refuse to grant. I want to get. I want you to get this. When you reject something, some belief, some truth, do you know you are actually refusing to receive the truth? But at the same time, when you repeat the lie, you're refusing to grant what is true. All right? Because remember what the word says. Behind every lie is a what? Who knows the answer? Mm -mm, fear. And that's where we're going to go on the chart. We're going to start on the defense that's called fear. If you fear a place, a person, uh, an environment, if you have fear, then that means it's connected to a lie. And if it's connected to a lie, then that means that's an area you don't know Christ's truth in that area. You can know a lot of Christ's truth, right? And you can know him. But when you start feeling fear of the dark, oh, you may have to go into a trial. You might have to go into a meeting at work and somebody's going to tell you you're fired. Whatever it is, you're going to, you may have to answer something to a parent or tell, come on, everybody's in here have been afraid to tell something, right? That's when you're to call on Jesus because Jesus is just saying, if you have a fear, then that means you believe a lie. And if you believe a lie, now remember the lie is the, the fear is the sign you have a lie. I'm not talking about telling lies and not, but you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about knowing the knower, not the one you're supposed to hope for, the one you what? No. Come on. I, I get so excited on this because I, we had horses growing up. I rode on a horse. The horse got spooked. The horse threw me off. 
I swear my hand, my dad's hand was like God's. He grabbed my shirt and my face was kissing the pavement, but I didn't touch it because my dad had my shirt. Well, since then, when I would run cross country, we would go to this place called Green Gables where they had horse trails. I'd see a horse over on this side and I'd run over to this side. <laughs> I would not get near that horse. You weren't going to get me near horses. Rachel decides a couple of years ago, I love horses. She's like, Mom, come to the barn. You can go to the barn. The barn is a nice place. That's good. And I was like, Rachel, be careful. I would worry about, like, Rachel, be careful getting on the horse. And she's like, Mom, I really want to ride the horse. I was like, be careful, be careful, right? Well, no kidding. She started taking me, making me come with her because she's really persuasive, if you know Rachel. So she would make me come, and she would make me, she'd take my hand. Mom, touch the horse. Touch the horse. Touch the horse. And then she's like, Mom, come right here. And then she would get me in a stall and shut the door. <laughs> and what she would do, and she would get the, the, the horse to sniff me. You know what I mean? Like, but what was she doing? What was really, the Lord was using Rachel to break me of my fear. A lady came by our house and put a book on the table about horses. And it was, it was about how the Holy Spirit is like the wind through a horse. Well, I started reading this book. And guess what I learned in the book? Horses are more afraid of us than we are of them because it's already in their lineage. They were abused and used as workhorses, and their eyes can't focus and hone in. It has to look one eye and look the other eye. So when they jump at us, it's only because they don't know their blind spot is right in front of them. Come on. They've been so rejected because people don't understand their blind spot. Their blind spot is right in front of them, not on the side of them. So they're afraid of you more than you're afraid of it. When I read that, this is me. All right, let me feed the horses. I would go, and I would, feed, and I would look at the horse, and I'd be like, I'm not afraid of you. But I would know to come up on its what? Side. I didn't try to come on its front. And then all of a sudden, I'm not afraid of horses. I'm not, I am, I, that, my daughter delivered me from fear of a lie. The lie was, you weigh a lot more than me. You're going to jump on me. You're going to trample me. Come on. How many times does Satan have us believing that in a disease? He has us believing that in our finances. He has us, he actually has us rejecting what is to serve us. If the animal is supposed to serve me, then I have to know, I still have to be kind to the animal. I have to know how to approach the animal. Oh, are you guys getting this? If you learn how to accept the creature for what it is, do you know you're, it's going to be loyal to you forever? It's going to serve you forever? Jesus knew how to love us in our weakness. He knew how to wash our feet. He knew how to do certain things. And what did we do? We yielded to him. We yielded to the power of him. And then we started serving God. And he started serving Christ through us. Okay, I just think this is so deep. Everybody has a blind spot. Your blind spot could be abuse. Your blind spot could be a sickness. Your blind spot could be an adoption. Your blind spot... Man, I learned a lot of blind spots in listening to everybody's shame. Because shame turns into rejecting another. It's amazing when you think you've done something that's so bad. And if you, t you always think, if I can't tell anybody, they're going to do what? Reject me. But when you get that truth out, do you know what I'm saying? And you are to start knowing Christ accepts you, then you'll never receive that rejection from another person again. 
because we all have blind spots. It could be marriages. It could be the blind spot is the hidden thing, that the trauma that's repressed in you sets a blind spot in you. Come on. Isn't that awesome? See, in Christ is saying if you know your position and you're willing to hear me, then God, God can actually get the truth to you. He can get this truth to you. All right. So remember, when we refuse to receive the truth, we lose our connection with God. When we refuse to grant and release something to another, then that means we're rejecting what God has asked us to do. We are rejecting another cornerstone. Rejection means to throw away. Get this. Rejection in the Greek means to vomit. Now, isn't that we reject somebody, we vomit on them. You know, come on, think about that. Think about it, because doesn't it, when somebody rejects you, doesn't it feel like they just threw up all over you? You want to go clean yourself off, right? When somebody, come on, when somebody rejects you for not being a certain way, that means they vomited on you. And then if they vomited on you, the first thing you want to do, if you are vomited on, is do what? Clean up yourself, right? You want to clean up yourself. I love this. Rejection means to dismiss. How many of us have ever dismissed something in a rude manner? To dismiss. To deviate or to turn away. The sign of rejection is impurity. Come on. I could go like this. <coughs> hey, Kim, how you doing? <laughs> no, I'm using that as a simple example. The sign of rejection is thinking that someone else is unclean. Something else is impure. The moment you start walking towards something and you're thinking, I don't, that person's dirty. This person, you have just, and you turn and dismiss from them. You just vomited on them. You vomited your rejection on them. Come on, rejection loves to vomit on each other. <laughs> and then it builds up when we start talking about it with each other. You know what I mean? We build up that vomit. All right. Rejection is contempt, contemptuous. Rejection is murderous. Rejection is aggressive. Rejection is full of error. It only allows you to see what you know from the vantage point of what you've been taught. So, when we talk about the adversary, the tempter, and the opposer, rejection is in the adversary because rejection works through the soul. The spirit cannot reject the spirit. Do you know what I mean? Most people's bodies, the soul has to produce your action. So, the soul produces what you say and what you do. We're going to end on these verses. And this was just an introduction to rejection. Is everybody kind of getting the basics of this? All right. Rejection is fueled by rebellion and greed. But give me Ephesians chapter 1, 3 through 6. I'm going to, the world rejects, Christ accepts. So everybody, what's the opposite of rejection? Acceptance, okay? It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the high heavenly places in Christ. Okay, so now I need you to visualize where do you live? The heavenly places with Jesus Christ. He already was resurrected and he is there now. He is there right now. And we can actually connect with him and be there with him, but only through the word and the spirit. Okay, give me the next verse. Just as he chose us in him, before the foundation of the world. This is not new stuff, right? That we should be what? Holy and without blame before him in love. 
That means the only way you are blameless and holy is when you are loving him more than loving yourself. You are, you are, you are, when you are in love with him, you are not serving what is to serve you. You are being kind to it because you love him. All right. Give me the next verse. Having predestined us to what? Adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. So remember, God does this according to his what? Good pleasure of his will. Next verse, last verse. To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us what? In the beloved. Okay. That to accept is to know, not to hope. If you're still hoping for something, I really want you to get this. If you're still hoping for something, then you don't know that you're going to get it. If we live after the time of Christ Jesus, then that means everything we need to be happy, successful, and full of acceptance is already here. Okay? And the only reason we have these trials and tests is to get us to realize that truth. And we got to realize it's his gift to us. Give me Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. And this, those are the last verses for today. All right? It says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Okay, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace you have been what? Saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. I want you to know that the gift is you got saved in your sin. So now your job is to what? Help pull somebody else. You can't pull somebody else off if you're going to reject them. You can't do it. If you're going to say, I'm not supposed to go there because I'm scared, you better start what? Go in there. When he says, all I ask you to do is worship me. All I ask you to do is to seek me. The word says in Deuteronomy 11, tie the words, bind it to your forehead, bind it to your doorpost, bind it before you. You know why God told the Israelites to bind the word to them? Because if you don't look at it constantly, you forget it. Now, okay, I, I love this. So, if you don't do the thing for the other, it's not just a one-time deal. If you don't keep doing something for another past the hurt, then you're not in Christ. Because Christ says, you're going to do it to serve. We're to, we're to serve each other. Do you know what I'm saying? And then the things of the earth will serve us. Do you know what I'm saying? But first, you have to take the first what? Step. And you have to accept what's not acceptable it's so hard to accept what's not i just read it for by grace you have been what accepted <laughs> saved also means what accepted through what faith that not of yourself there is no faith that we have of ourselves to do this it is a gift of god next verse last verse for the evening and it's not going to be of what not of works lest anyone should boast now you can say picking up shoes is works. You can say emptying dishwasher is works. You can say making somebody a meal is works. But it's not. That's a work if you do it because you want to, because you want something. <laughs> then that's a wrong work. That is work you did. But when you pick up those shoes because you don't want to, boom. You can't boast about that. The enemy wants you to be angry that you did it. Okay? And now, boom. Now, I love it. The mystery of God drops right on you. The mystery of God, the acceptance of rejection. You, rejection, anytime you feel, you better start accepting that person. Anytime, come on, we all have kids, right? How many people in here, we all have kids, right? I mean, 
You know, children are such a test for us. They are such a test. Do you know we have to accept them for who they are and not reject them for what we wanted them to be? Ah, oh, I mean, gosh, I just, when, when God got this in my skin that I just needed to accept Rachel, accept Rachel, I love it. God really moved her on pretty quick. She's 21 married. <laughs> She's, you know what I mean? Like when we can really give our kids to God. No, I'm serious. I have said to God, thank you. She's only 21 years old. And when you look at her life, I look at it and say, well, God has really blessed me because she's out of the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? She has grown up. She has moved on. She's got a job. No, what I'm saying about that is, is because when she was 13, I wanted her to be a pharmacist. You know what I'm saying? I wanted her to go to college. But no, she told me, God says I'm not going to college. God says I'm going to be a realtor. God says I'm going to do this. God, because I already gave her to who? God will ask me for his blessing in her hand in marriage. You know what I said to him? I can't do that. I got to give it to God. Man, you know how hard that was? You have to give things to what? God so things can mature. You actually have to accept what's not what you want to reject so it can mature. All right, we'll get into more of that later. I know we can get really deep into some of this because the enemy keeps you fearing what you think you see when you're just blinded to what's real. Oh, I'm telling you, if you've been a parent, you really you can get some depth of this. Because we do it to our kids. And then we create a kid, and we're disappointed in that kid sometimes. Come on, every parent in here has been disappointed with their child. I've had my moments where I've been disappointed with Rachel. You have a disappointment, and that disappointment has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. Because the only way they learn is from what we have been. But yet, Christ has saved me, and he knows I'm not going to be a perfect what? Parent. But if we can know the timing of God, when to let go, when to forgive, when to honor, when to accept. Oh my gosh, you're going to see a child that you're just going to be like amazed with. But you have to do what? Let go. See, Christ does that. Our parents have to let us go so we can grab on to God. Now, come on. Now, I want you to look at it as adults. How many adults in here have your parents have held on to you longer than they should have? I mean, my parents, they let us go real early. <laughs> I don't, I mean, they're goodbye, you know. I mean, there was nothing. There is nothing. But I've seen other people where they are in their 30s or 40s or 50s and their parents still has control over them. I want you to think about that. There has to be, remember, rejection withholds release. So sometimes we hold on something so tight because we can control it and that has to do with our shame. But in turn, we're rejecting God's assignment. All right, and this is deep. Okay, so next week. Remember, rejection is only a behavior of a hidden thing and an unknown thing, but it blinds you from moving forward. 